Welcome to Kick Some ADHD, the podcast for professionals and business owners who struggle to stay focused and get the important stuff done. We'll help you understand how to maximize the unique advantages that come with ADHD and learn ways to keep the struggles and negative impacts at bay. Now, here are your hosts, ADHD coach for professionals, Dana Rayburn, and digital marketing strategist, David Johnson. All right, Dana, it's time for you and I and all of our listeners to kick some ADHD, David Bam, episode 91 and having some fun. Yeah, we're talking about ADHD at work, you and I. Yeah, or should you talk about ADHD at work? Oh, no, I just meant that we're at work right now and we're talking about ADHD, you and and I. I. Oh, yeah, so we are at work, but work is play when you record podcasts with David Johnson. Aw, I feel, it's it's like, yeah, yeah, what's that old saying, like, find something you enjoy and you'll never work a day in your life? Is that really true? I have no idea. I found something I enjoy and I still work. Sorry, I'm shifting if my... No, that's okay. They all get boring after a while. It's like, it's like, what I like to do is endlessly variable. How's that for something? Yes, that, endlessly know? variable yeah. or something that I, where I don't have to be at the same place all the time. Anyway, we digress once again. Imagine that. Guess what my diagnosis is? Right. I don't have to guess. <laughs> but yeah, this kind of was prompted during our conversation last week because we were talking about the neurodivergent workplace. And then I almost got us down this rabbit trail and you were like, no, let's have that conversation separately next week. And here we are. Should we or should we not, in fact, tell people at work about our diagnosis? Yeah. Big question. A lot of people want to know. It is a big question. Yeah. I yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to having this conversation. We 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 yeah. brief, we, we like bruised this topic a while back in the context of something else, but I I'm really looking forward to having it in more detail with you today. Bruised it. That's an interesting way to use that word. I like it. Anyway, it's we got to be aware that this is a huge decision. It can have a ripple effect impact on our workplace, on our career, and we cannot make this decision impulsively which is unfortunate because of course we yeah what could possibly happen what happens with a lot of people when they discover they have adhd is they get so excited and they want to tell everybody yeah and because and and people at work are kind of it's kind of important right i mean you know they're i mean they're important people to you so they become part of the people that you want to tell Yes. And also, even if you haven't just been diagnosed when troubles arise or you're behind on things or you're struggling, whatever, it's easy to go to the, well, I've got ADHD. This is da, 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 da. We got to think it through before we do that. Yeah, exactly. And so I guess you've got a framework for how we think this through, right? Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. There's, but there's also the question about clients, you know, because when I got my diagnosis, I was self-employed and there are some clients I told and that was helpful and in other cases not very much and i really regret it yeah all my clients know about it of course because <laughs> it's would, on my it's like web a selling page. point for you yeah it's like, <laughs> yeah baby <laughs> oh, that's great <laughs> stick with me um, anyway so the good what's what could what good things could happen as you said you told some clients and 
and some good things happen. So some people, companies are allowed, they give accommodations. Yes. And exceptional support, right? I've had companies pay for coaching for my clients occasionally. Well, that's really good for you. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Um, as long as I don't have to report back to the company. I mean, yeah. as long as they're not <laughs> expecting. I mean, sometimes it's just a ploy. However, um, sometimes it's actually saying we we value this person and we want them to get the help they need. And that's really great. And I didn't, I it, it had never occurred to me that there might be accommodations for ADHD at work until... I watched a video on this topic from How to ADHD years ago, and, and mm-hmm. she was talking about accommodations at school and in college and all that, but then she got into the workplace, and I was like, oh, that just never would have occurred to me. Of course, I've always yeah. worked in smaller businesses. And like, right. Yeah. I mean, it's got to be big businesses. I don't remember all the numbers, but there are... It's not just any business has to provide accommodations. There are right. certain ones. Maybe they're doing government contracts, and don't quote me on this. If you you know if you need to if you want to go for accommodations, look it up. Uh, yeah. So it's so it depends on the company. Okay, and some bosses are really supportive. Some bosses say, "Great, you know, let's do what we can do to help you be the star employee that you have the potential to be." But here's where it gets a little ugly is then it's in your employee file. Mm. And, you know, people are always moving around at work. You don't have the same supervisor forever, right? You don't have the same boss forever. And then they move on to the next thing and the new person comes along and sees, oh, so-and-so has ADHD in the employee file. And that person is not someone who thinks it's the most marvelous thing in the world. Yeah. And And then... and I'm sure we'll get into what happens when somebody prejudges you based on that. But I, I, so in my case, I, I told, I don't, I don't know. Actually, now that I think about it, I'm not sure if my current supervisor is completely aware, although I pretty sure he would be diagnosed <laughs> if, if, if he went for a diagnosis, but I have an important colleague. I have several really important colleagues, but one, one important colleague who I recently shared this information with. And Dana, I know I told you, but I don't remember if it was while we were on the air. I think not. you did. I, you, I think you mentioned it and you did tell me more about it than what was mentioned on the air. So go ahead. It David, was super helpful. Us. In this particular case, it was in a private meeting and we were working on, this is somebody who was, was actually stepping in to help manage the number of requests for my assistance in the company. <laughs> and so hilariously, she was a little self-serving because she wanted to make sure that, um, the department that I am actually, you know, her coworker on got priority, which was great. But anyway, all that to say, turns out this individual's um, teenage son had recently been diagnosed and the, the disclosure turned out to be a very positive thing. We were able to, I was able to share some information with this coworker. I told her about the podcast. She was thrilled. She shared it with her son. I mean, so, you know, there were, and, and, and actually it has created a lot of because because of her and I had no way to know about her teenager ahead of time but because of that she had done a lot of research and learned a lot and so she came into the conversation from there really well prepared and thankfully she'd gotten her information from good sources she's not my supervisor so she doesn't have the ability I don't think to throw that kind of information in my file which is interesting so maybe that you know of course if anybody if anybody visits my twitter account or my linkedin profile right or or they google you and see you're on an adhd podcast where we talk about it up inside one down the other right yeah so i've had that was a good experience yeah that's a good experience and i'm glad and i'm glad that worked out for you 
Um, talk about maybe when it didn't go so well with a client, when you disclosed it to clients before and it didn't go so well. So the clients that I disclosed it to were people that I suspected could identify. And in one case, the, not only did the client identify, um, but had a son, teenage son that was diagnosed and they were having lots of issues with schooling and at home with this particular student. The client that I disclosed it to, like I said, I don't know if there was ever a formal diagnosis, but there was no treatment in place. Ah. And in the several years since then, I can tell you that every interaction with that client has been colored by this knowledge. And there are a lot of assumptions that the issues that that person has with their, or, or did have, I'm not sure about ages now, but at the time, teenager that was in high school, that was just difficult. A lot of those issues, it's as though they've been transposed onto me and, 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 in some cases, there's some evidence, you know, that, that some mm-hmm. of those issues may exist, but, but I have coaching and I have solutions and I have things in place, but I, I, I really feel like a lot of those interactions have been very poorly colored and even tainted by that knowledge, which I would have in hindsight, in this case would have been better off perhaps not sharing. Yeah. Okay. So that, that's something that can happen. What we need to be aware of is telling your boss you have ADHD. It's a gamble. You don't know. And what I have noticed with, uh, yeah, I don't have exact numbers, but I would say half the clients I've had over the years that disclose it at work, suddenly problems start to pop up where they weren't problems before. Yeah. Maybe they were considered a decent employee before the disclosure. And yeah, they had things to work on, but they were okay. And then somehow after this disclosure, the messy desk, the being late, the being distracted, the interruptions are cause for problems, for reprimands, and for some people, reasons for termination. And that's awful. And 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 the fact that I had like a situation that went well, and then a situation that that didn't go so well, I I don't. I mean, it's like you said, the gamble is the reality. You just don't, you don't know. know. You, you don't just, know. You don't know. Yeah. Yikes. So do you want to be in a situation where you're saying, well, gosh, I hope this goes well, or maybe my employer is going to start building a, a case against me? Um, I, yeah, it's a gamble. Mm, building a case is bad, even if it's a mental case, right? You know, you just sort of like notice something and you think, okay, I've made this observation. Well, if you've given that person something to add to their observations and now, mm-hmm. and they factor it in, in a way that's not favorable to you, that's yikes. It, the way I, one way to look at it is, you know, when you go get an eye exam and they, for if, if you've ever had glasses and they put the little lenses in front of your eyes to blur your vision or they, they're popping those little lenses in front of your eyes, it's like that you know then suddenly you're you're being looked at through the adhd lens yeah and they don't necessarily do what the eye doctor does a really good optician i'm sorry optometrician the doctor a really good one will 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 once you narrow down is it a or b and then they'll they'll come back and they'll show them to you in reverse order and and they'll tell you a or b and make you choose again and 
and then they've collected real data. You know, they've verified their their the data. Right. It's just it's just oh, this is the lens, and this is the one you're stuck with. So yeah. Okay. That so be really careful. That's what I want. Our big takeaway for the first part of this is be really careful before you disclose ADHD at work. Now, does this mean struggle in silence? No, struggling never solves anything. You you know, I don't believe in that. We have to figure out ways to work this problem in a way that's not going to put you, have you viewed through an ADHD lens. Good. So what do you do? Yeah, what do you do? First and foremost, you know what I'm going to say, David, and I bet everybody say it together. Work on your ADHD management and life skills. All right. Oh, do you mean I need to take care of my brain and I need to get plenty of sleep and eat right and then I need to like, you know, do the, the personal the... systems and learning your <laughs> routines. Oh, my God. And being on time to work and finishing projects on time and meeting deadlines and not uh, not interrupting and on and on and on and on. You know, all that stuff. OK. All right. Okay. I'm so not you gotta surprised. Work, you got to work on your stuff. Yeah. Yeah. For you, sure. Yeah, you cannot just you go into this, you know, happily skipping down the lane and saying, oh, oh, there's no problem because there is. Yeah, yeah. And especially it, if you're I mean, struggling, right? And that's the whole yeah. point, right? If you're struggling, then this is step one. Work on yourself, right? Yeah. So think of that. And then let's talk about how do you discuss ADHD at work? Okay. Okay. It's fairly simple. Fairly simple. Framing your challenges as skills you could use help building. Things you're working on. Hmm. Example, instead of saying, I have ADHD, that's why I never get anything on, on, done on time. You can say, sometimes I struggle to meet deadlines. I'm working on it and I could use support. And David's laughing. I'm just so thinking of that you- bumper sticker, the one that says, I love deadlines. I love the whooshing sound they make when they (laughs) fly by. (laughs) The whooshing Um, sound they make when they go by. Maybe that's not a good bumper sticker to have on your laptop, for example, at work. (laughs) Um, But but yeah, and of course, (laughs) if 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 it is a thing like that, um, gosh, man, if you're in a role where deadlines are important and you routinely have to meet them, um, yikes. You know, and so yeah, this becomes... and, and this also goes in line with our we want to be working in our area of strengths. Yeah, you're hitting the nail. That's kind of the my, my brain is going like when you own the business or you're in a very high position of leadership and you have some flexibility or choice, then you can find ways to delegate. We've talked about delegation. We've talked about right. it from that angle. But when you're an employee and you're not, you don't have that kind of leverage. Um, man, do you like is this like geez, maybe I need to navigate into a role where I'm not constantly. Yeah. And before you take on a new role or join a company or whatever, you got to look at what those job requirements are. What will you be doing day in and day out? Yeah. If you are in a job where you've got to be there right on time every single day or the whole place is going to fall apart and you don't even have a minute or two latitude that might not be the best job for you it's true unless you can really hone in on the being on time skill if you have a job where it's very deadline dependent and meeting deadlines is like having a colonoscopy every single day you know you 
probably isn't the right job for you. No, it really. Yeah. Or if you if you can make the deadlines, but you have to be at a super high level of like stress to do it, then guess what you're going to live with? (laughs) You know? Yeah. A super high level of stress. Yeah. Yeah. So everything we talk about with ADHD is always, always, always framed around building your life around your strengths as much as you possibly can. And and when you are in a position where you're not working to your strengths or you can't, then you got to figure out the workarounds. I'm listening to a new time management book, which is hilarious, but the book actually flies in the face of a lot of the, the conventional wisdom. And one of the things this author, one of the points he makes is that whatever you optimize for at work, you'll get more of. So if you optimize for and become known, build a reputation for being the person who's always great in a crisis, guess what you will always have? And that's exactly what's happened to you right now, isn't it? Is. It? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's exactly what's going on. So for me, it's not so much the deadlines per se, but it's the it's the the level of excitement required, you know, <laughs> to, yeah. for, for for something to have my full attention, and and that's that's something I am actively working on adjusting with, with my yeah. current current role. Yeah, just can't yeah. can't keep it up. It's not sustainable. Yeah, no, it's not sustainable, and that we're always looking at sustainability. Yeah, I don't want to be the person who's stressed all the time. It's like it's you know as we've said before, like who do you want to be? You know, well, who do you want to be? I don't want to be that person. That's not who I yeah. want to be. Yeah. And is this helping me be that person? No. Oh, then what do you need to do to shift? And, you know, then that's a whole different conversation. Yeah. But this is all going, constantly going on in the background of living with ADHD. In talking about ADHD at work. Yeah. So I love the, the, the idea that when you, when you frame this instead of like, hey, I have ADHD, ADHD then plausibly becomes an excuse that you might be pointing to right yeah but instead when you say look i struggle to meet deadlines and i'm working on this um then if it's something you can work on <laughs> and right hopefully you are working on it when you say this yes yeah, so right? we are making the assumption that there is honesty involved in all things good so then then that that recruits help rather than points to you know hey don't bug me because i have a problem that i'm not going to solve yeah right? It's exactly. a different it's a different mentality. Yeah. Right. And then the other way to do it is frame it from the I do best when point of view. So mm. I I have a hard time meeting deadlines and I do best when I can be working with someone else or I have a meeting scheduled that so to go over the work so I know I've will focus on the thing and get it done. I mean, I do my best when. I like that. I like that. That's worked well for me. That you know, I've I've found that I work in a company filled with project managers. So I just recruit the help of project managers wherever possible. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I do my best work when I've got some a project manager. Yeah. Somebody laying how out would timelines. You say it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And you know, somebody handling this type of communication and or, or somebody making sure that this, you know. Um, capacity planning or whatever, all of that stuff is all is, is, is that I work better when someone else handles those pieces. And so yeah. far, what I've found is that everybody, at least to my face, <laughs> right, or to my, you know, interpersonally has been like, great, let's do that. We got people, you know, um, and then then they're able to keep me, you know, focus on the most important things, which is helpful. So that's gone well. Yeah, they're good. 
How else could you use that? Where else could that help? You know, I'm putting you on the spot. No, you can use this. I do best when interpersonally in almost any situation mm-hmm. that where you know there's a gotcha coming, you know, because of your own tendencies related to ADHD or otherwise. Right? I do best when and and you. That's just a that's a very useful phrase. Um, I also feel there's something there's something sort of um, like there's a this, this sort of reciprocity kicks in so in other words dana if i trust you with knowledge about me and my best self my strengths then you as a human being are inclined to also reciprocate and, yes and that that helps us know each other better and it also helps us work together better i also believe people that like to help people most people people you want to be around want to help they want to help you succeed and be your best. And this sets that framework up. Absolutely. Yeah. Sorry. I just banged my microphone and made, it made He's noise. He's gesticulating. Yes, I am. I'm talking with my hands, which is... Don't ask me how to spell it, but I can say it. <laughs> I do best when I don't have to spell a word without See? spell check. And that's okay. And 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 you also do best when I don't edit the spelling of a word in your document while you're reading it that's it's, it's just... i have i have gotten over that edit away <laughs> uh, no that's great and i i also you said something in the notes here that i think we skipped over when you were, we were talking about working on yourself here a few minutes ago so sorry i'm, I'm rabbit trailing on us but go ahead your new favorite quote that you put in <laughs> Oh, and it's my new, oh, you do not, oh, I love this. You do not rise to the level of your goals. You fall to the level of your systems. I love that. Isn't I, that great? Yes. I, I, One yes. of my clients sent me that. Her accountant told her that. <laughs> and so I have uh, just, I do best when I can steal quotes from accountants. Hey, well, especially if you don't have to actually deal with the accountants, unless they have personality. <laughs> um, my Mine does. Mine does too. I wonder if. She well, it took ADHD. me about seven accountants. Oh, that's good. Uh, to find one that I can work with. No, I do best when I have, and this is when I interview accountants. I do best when I have an accountant that realizes that I have a problem with numbers and it doesn't mean that I'm an idiot. Right. I do. So I do best when I have an accountant that remembers to file the extensions f- because I won't a have the documents to them in time for the real tax deadline and b will not remember to file the extension myself (laughs) there you go so hey right off the bat you set the expectation i'm not going to be one of those people who shows up in the middle of your tax season at the worst possible time with a bunch of documents because i'm that person who's going to show up in like june (laughs) you know i'd be like okay i finally think i have this ready for you to look at (laughs) you know yeah so you don't rise to the level of your goals, you fall to the level of your systems. And that's a good system for you. I mean, we're digressing from talking about ADHD at work. However, your system is to have an accountant that files the extension so you can have your taxes done on your rhythm. And it, But see, that's, that's the, the context that you put this, this in is really the important one, which is before you even bring ADHD up at work or anything related to it, it's that you're working on the stuff yourself and that you have some self-awareness, which hopefully by now, if you've listened to a few episodes of this podcast, you've figured out how to become self-aware. And 
And if not, there are lots of podcast episodes that you can listen to. <laughs> to, to yeah, become more that's aware. just so, so important. So it, important. It's, it's re- it is really important. And it's, it's also like systems can be con- confusing to people because it sounds like this thing that you've, you've, you've built. And in reality, a system is just whatever you default to when you're not trying. It's your framework. It's the structure, the scaffolding. When I was learning to ride motorcycles, I learned from a professional course, the Motorcycle Safety Foundation course. And one of the things that they would train you to do is to turn your head and look physically in the direction that you want the motorcycle to go. And it it was a very weird thing for them to convey because I was thinking, well, if you want to turn to the right, don't you turn the handlebars? Don't you, you know, don't you lean? What do you know? You turn your head because what they figured out after all these studies is that whatever way your head is pointing, your body will line up around it and it solves so many problems in the process because you understand that everything follows that. Right. But what they also then trained us was the reason you have to train on this is that in a moment of panic, you'll do, you will default to whatever your training is. And if you haven't trained, you don't have anything to default to. You're going to make a mistake, you know? So this is why I crashed the moped, destroyed it and broke my toe. I'm sorry about your toe. Yeah. You didn't have a professional <laughs> teach you how to ride the moped. Apparently. <laughs> anyway, dang it, David, we're off track again. But are we? So where I, are we I, going? Yeah, because. Uh, okay. So I, what I want to bring into this and again, get to getting back to the system. So you're tax system of filing automatically filing an extension a lot of people would say well that's not a good system aren't we supposed shouldn't we have our taxes done on time yeah you should fix all the things upstream of that so you're not late well okay that's impossible you know i can't just fix everything or maybe <laughs> someday maybe that's the long long towards term it. goal yeah absolutely but is it is it really important no 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 not and so this is a system <laughs> this is a system that supports you it is, yeah, and it and it's what I can do, mm-hmm. you know, and that's the difference. It's like, sure, I would love to have all of the stuff fixed all upstream so that the accounting and bookkeeping is always done and up to date and blah 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 blah, and that would be lovely. But let's deal with what we can deal with today. You know, file the extension on time yeah. so we don't get penalized. Yeah, because that's not the biggest, the that's not the biggest fire in your lot or the biggest issue that you're dealing with right now. That one's handled. It's handled well enough. Exactly. And I would love to be yeah. at the place where the other ones are also handled. And then, and, and they're, you know, you know, consistency. Stick with me, baby. Yeah, Stick absolutely. with me, baby. So, yeah. So working on yourself, but then also framing things differently at work. Yeah. So let's go. Let's just do a bit of a recap here as we wrap sure. up. First thing, be really, really conscious before you start using a throwing around. You have ADHD at work or with clients. Think it through. And is that really the best thing to do? And be aware that it can turn around and hit you and hit you in the butt. And it could go well, but you don't know. So think about it. And then learn how to talk about your struggles at work. After you've you're thinking about, am I working to my strengths? Is this really the right job for me? And then framing and working on your stuff and then framing your challenge as a skill you need help with or are working on and also frame it from the I do best when point of view. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. 
And knowing the difference between something you can actually say I'm working on and can work on and something that's just like, I will always be this way, right? There yeah. are there are some things like the trucks that have the sign on the back, like I, w- I make wide ride turns, right? Yep. <laughs> I'm always going to make a wide right turn because, because that truck is physically incapable of making a, a tight yeah. right turn. Yep. Yeah. Some, some of being, those we can just be more clear about, right? Yeah. The things that you just can't do knowing what the can'ts are. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. What's your takeaway? What's your biggest takeaway? I actually am really going to chew on this. You don't rise to the level of your goals. <laughs> you fall to the level of your systems. I really, that's like, that's, that's a, that's a good one for me. I, 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 I like that. And, it, and that I have to have a system in place for anything that, which I, which I've, I've done this for years now, many years, but mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's just a nice lens to have on and that you look back at, at, you know, patterns, especially patterns at work and, and go, all right, there, there needs to be a system here, or maybe I need to have a conversation with someone. And it needs to be a system that is realistic and sustainable for you. Exactly. Like your tax, like your yes. example with your taxes. Yeah. Not what you think you should do. Exactly. Yeah. Cause that should will yeah. bury me before I even start. And then yeah. I won't file the extension on time either. Right. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. Forget all the upstream stuff. I'll just, you know, that's the worst possible outcome. Yeah. yeah. Realistic. I like that. Yeah. Okay, David. Oh, I can see him thinking already. Yeah, there's smoke. Wow. I know. Smoke is pouring out of his ears. All right. So next week, we're taking a little bit of a turn and we're going to talk about exercise and ADHD for a couple of weeks. Oh, good. Why good. it's important. What do you need what kind of exercise? And then the big one is how do you motivate yourself to get that done? Mm. Talk about systems. Well, we have we have answers for a lot of that. We have answers for everything. And if we don't, we will make one up. Absolutely. You can count on us. <laughs> so, hey, dear listener, uh, what's your takeaway from today? We would like to hear from you. This, as Dana mentioned at the top of the show, is episode 91. That means you can find it on the web at kicksomeadhd.com slash 091. We welcome your comments there, your feedback, your thoughts, your ideas. And if you have a story about a catastrophe or something that went really well when you shared about your ADHD at work, that would be the kind of thing we'd like to hear about. Right, Dana? I'd like to hear that. That would be exactly the kind of thing we'd like about. And hey, tell a friend, share the link to this podcast podcast with everybody you know that you want to know has you have adhd yeah yeah this this is this could be yeah, like you may not hey, just send it to i'm your not boss. saying i have adhd but click here's a link <laughs> <laughs> oh funny yeah yep and you can also find us on the twitter and the facebook if you just search kick some adhd we're there too and would love to hear from you and dana i am excited Yippers. about this i'm gonna chew on this your new favorite quote and i'm looking forward to talking about exercise next week Okay, David. Thanks, everybody. Go out and kick some ADHD. Bam! We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Kick Some ADHD with Dana Rayburn and David Johnson. Did you find this helpful? Please share it with everyone you know who, squirrel, uh, um, has ADHD, or might, and leave a rating and a review in your podcast app. It helps other people find us. For more help with ADHD, including information on Dana's ADHD Success Club, and episodes of Kick Some ADHD you've missed, go to kicksomeadhd.com.